And what is up? My name is Kevin Wu. I'm an online fitness coach and helps men in their 20s lose weight and get asked for the first time through mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Live to Inspire podcast. Today is Tuesday. That means I hop on a Zoom call with my clients. We're going to be going over a couple of topics. So how to make meals easy to make, more edible, different recipe ideas, eating an hour before bed. Is it bad? protein bars, drinks, and protein powders. What is like equivalent of that in terms of replacements for actual food? Like, would I replace that? Hence, no. <laughs> Feelings of low sugar protein. Is it okay to supplement with that instead of like protein powder? Protein powder differences like whey, casein, and vegan. Really don't like the vegan taste, by the way. Tips to get more focus in workouts. You're going to need to know this one. I'll tell you that. How to make the meals easier to make them more edible. Also different recipe ideas. Now, a little backstory over there. When I first got into, well, really seriously meal prepping, really wanted to see those changes. I went to like blogger.com, searched out like the meal plans, and such of what everyone ate on this aspect. And it definitely uh, was not very well, appetizing, I'll tell you that, in terms of like the food wise. I remember the first meal, meal plan was just plain oats. Then I had like, what was it, cashews for like snacks and like an orange. But like just plain oats and like eggs, but I didn't use seasonings or nothing like that or protein powder mixed up with it. Um, the oats or anything like that. So it was literally just plain oats with water and I gagged and I, I could not get it down. I could not get down my oats over there because uh, I didn't think about adding uh, like cinnamon or cocoa powder, mixing protein powder or like my protein flavor drops, add some flavor in there or all of them, anything like that. So literally just plain oats with water and I gagged. I, I forced it down pretty much and I could not get it down. And I was like, man, I don't, I am not going to be able to stick with this. But even my rice and my chicken all out had no seasonings on my chicken whatsoever. So it was literally just where it was baked in the oven as plain as you could get. So very dry to as well. <laughs> it took me like half an hour to eat it. She really forced it down. And my broccoli, no seasonings, nothing. I literally just boiled it. I got the fresh one, then eat the frozen one. So I just boiled it and eat it like that recently. Yeah, pretty much like half an hour to get down the meal itself with the chicken, rice, and the broccoli. I have to say, disgusting or my stacks whose bowl. I put like cashews, like one orange, and even like Greek yogurt to whose bowl. I didn't think about mixing Greek yogurt with protein powder or anything like that. So it's literally just plain Greek yogurt, not like fruits, nothing. Literally just trying to get down on plain Greek yogurt. And it was so bad. <laughs> so, yeah. I made a lot of those mistakes in this kind of aspect to how a misconception with like spices and sauces being really bad for you. She used those so salts bad for you, so bad for you, and just didn't know all this stuff, right? So I gave this smart insights and also in your real plan that you can swallow, you should kind of help something kind of help you out over there. Now, with that being said, I am going to apply to you kind of more like that in-depth kind of video trainings in terms of like a portal, whereas videos kind of really go step-by-step step more into this stuff. Off of future kind of people, the clients, and just you guys too as well. So for my client, the client specifically, to really kind of help them out. Now, with that being said, that's in the process of making. I'm trying to decide all the formats, kind of thing, like where you just strip websites, I'll plug and play into like PDFs or like whatsoever. But I just want to make it easy to access. Now, with meal prep wise, definitely want to cook in bulk because this is kind of covering the first kind of site. I make meals easy to make. So making meals easy to make is generally you want to make them in bulk and you cook with like season with the spices over there. So let's say 
cooking a chicken breast, more add a little spices over there onto the chicken and cook it with that one. Now, to make it more edible, you definitely want to use different seasonings, right? Maybe some salt, maybe some pepper, maybe some garlic uh, powder, maybe some uh, like different kind of blends of that stuff, like club house blends and such on, like a Vicky's, something like that, roasted garlic, pe pepper, and roasted peppers, or is it gravel? Roasted pepper, something like that. I just found a new one itself that tastes absolutely amazing. But I kind of use different ones. I'm really kind of like getting bored of them. I really want to spice them up. I need to kind of alternate between a few. And on top of that, too, is we'll offer like cooking when I'm actually like eating meals. I can add some sugar free sauces, like well, that should be barbecue sauce, one of the personal favorites, or sugar free barbecue or ketchup, sweet mustard, or like Thai, you know, like a sugar free Thai sauce. There's a whole bunch of different sugar free sauces. Now you'll see. Or even like a soy sauce, something like that, can really make a big difference. Like the more edible and just getting them down. And usually, this is more of a case of when you're bulking, trying to gain weight. Uh, adding all the stuff can definitely help get them down. Because generally, when you're bulking, you're not going to be as hungry, you're not going to want to eat due to your body trying to preserve or not to gain or lose kind of weight. So, you just natural state over there. All right. Now, for recipe kind of ideas, I know I have. I follow up very much more meal plot, just all the recipes laid out itself. If you want to kind of branch on your own, try some different ones. I recommend going just to TikTok or in the search bar, literally search up recipe ideas under 500 calories, and you see so many of them. Now, the reason why you don't really add these ones to what fills meal plan themselves, because these are a lot more in depth recipes and they're hard to make and also take more time to make. Like for the clients out or the people kind of that work with me are fairly busy and don't can't make those meals as to go all the time, right? So each, let's say one of those kind of meals might take, I don't know, 20 minutes prayer or 30 minutes prayer versus some really meal prep over there, which is kind of very easy to pack and go. These ones sell, um, most people don't have the time to kind of make unless they're working from home or, you know, can make meals as they kind of go with days. Meals I plan or make from meal plan is going to be fast, easy to make and easy to pack. And person too as well, according to studies, keep making simple, it's going to work best. And people are more sharing to, to that side, just based off the factual outside to like stats over there, right? For those meals, they can work from things for some people over there, but just on the base of stats and majority of people over there, that's why I keep it very, very simple. And generally when you have those hard or more in-depth meals, like you say, uh, pad pad under 500 calories or chicken shawarma under 500 calories are just like this. And intense, I don't know, mac and cheese or shepherd's pie or something that has a lot of different recipes, spices and greens and a lot of stuff. Maybe it was, it's a great treat meal for you that you can make once a week or twice a week, maybe on an off day, or so you have more time that day, you're not working, something like that, that can work well. I mean, those are absolutely great. Maybe a date idea too as well. But in terms of actually putting that in real plan and just all the studies and the factual kind of evidence that I researched and seen upon too as well, just based off my clients I personally work with because I try adding things like that. The appearance of that one is going to be very kind of minimal uh, just due to the fact that it's a lot hard to make and it takes a lot more time to as well, right? And so much more steps and people or generally us as human beings are not very, let's say, I'm not step-oriented, but the more steps there is to get something and more or less likely we're going to do that and stay compared to that one. And if we're not sharing to that one, then we're not going to be able to see those changes. Hopefully that makes sense. But nonetheless, if you want to go try them out, something like that, just go to TikTok, go right to the bar, 
risky ideas on how many calories. If you go to Instagram and do that one, it's not going to give you as much same results or as good a result in terms of like the general kind of search and what it kind of underlies. If you go to Google too as well, yes, you probably see them. I don't like those Google recipes as much. It's a good aspect. I find the TikTok one as well. Well, in terms of like reading it and following it, because you can get video instructions very quick. And usually in the caption, they have everything kind of listed out. Uh, generally, Flory have wanted to go read something. I go to Google and kind of find all those jump to recipes and go follow those ones. I just find it personally, it, it follows easier and frustration with the thought, big words up. All right. So, eating an hour before bed, is it bad? No. So, you might weigh more the next morning, but it is not bad. Now, the weight's going to be pretty much food weight and water weight. But you also might have a hard time sleeping or a harder time sleeping or disrupted sleep. So you might wake up more frequently. This is due to our body actually digesting that food because they take energy to digest food. We're also having more water close to your bed, but also when we eat the food too as well, it has water in it. So that means, well, unless it's dry, like a dried mango. So that means you're going to probably have a disrupted sleep or more of a disruptive sleep waking up pee just because of that water weights, right? The ER drinking itself on that more extra water closer to bed. And that could be a thing that could disrupt your sleep. Now, with that, also through weight water weight is generally why I pretty much cut my or have my last meal at 8 p.m. and I typically sleep at all out like 10 30 or 11 right now. So pretty much at two and a half hours or three hours before bed. Is when I kind of cut it off, and now they wrap up those times of when I had my last meal, and this typically works better for me in that kind of time frame. Now I could have earlier too as well. I uh, know, but I'm eating six meals a day, so yeah, you got the mouth throughout. Our protein bars, drinks, and powders equivalent place for actual food. No, so food, actual food is going to do you a lot better in the fact that you're going to see better changes because it's easier digested. And also they have more vitamins and minerals. Now, protein powder is a supplement for a reason. Protein bars are a supplement for a reason. Now, these typically have more ingredients, more than just one on the ingredient food label. And all those extra kind of ingredients make it a little bit harder for your body to kind of break down versus let's like, say chicken breast or steak, which is just chicken or, you know, steak, it's just the beef part. That's going to make it a lot easier for the average body to break down in that kind of aspect. So... Actual foods are going to do you a lot better. We're actually seeing those better changes in your body. And we do say just straight protein shakes or bars to really get pretty much all our protein intake. You're probably going to notice more of like a soft look in your physique. When by soft look, it's more like kind of watery. It's also going to be holding on to like yeah, more water basically. It's not going to look as hard or dense or like that muscle kind of popping. Versus the actual food itself, I'm just kind of how to work that. You're going to notice those better kind of changes that it's kind of shown off through, I mean, you know, research, a lot of contest prep coaches, basically prepping people for contests, which is why I personally even go to all protein powders and I'm sponsoring a free protein six weeks out before my kind of show over there. And that's just me going to a further extent to really dial in as hard as I can to get the absolute best look and needing nothing in the thing, right? But for the actual general person itself, absolutely no need to, I'm drinking protein powders. Pretty much having three, well, yeah, three scoops days total per day right now on this kind of aspect because I will not prepping for that show itself over there. Now, with that being said, 
I definitely recommend friends get most of your protein from the actual foods. Now I've seen people got really abuse this itself and just get or try to get all the protein just from bars and in the turning some powder and stuff like that. And usually whatever the photos and everything like that, you could definitely uh, kind of you could tell, right? So try to just rely on actual foods. Remember back in the caveman days or you know, growing back in time over there. It's definitely wild lean physique itself. They didn't have to rely on protein powders, bars, or drinks. They just, you know, ate whatever they could find. And that's just generally meat, whatever, or deer, elk, or just hunting or something like that. So, actually, it's going to be your best bet. Now, on feelings on low sugar protein milks, I'm kind of referring to like Fair Life low sugar milk itself. Like, this person is trying to ask if it's okay to something with this versus like the protein powder. And I would say the protein powder is a much better option just due to the ingredients. Now, Fairlife Low Sugar Milk is pretty great in the macros, 80 calories, 14 rounds of protein. Now, with that being said, the ingredients are something that matters too as well. The ingredients, this one, I searched it up, it's unfiltered skin milk itself. That's a number one kind of total ingredient. They added like lactase enzyme, weight and antibody three. That's things they added into that one. But the skin milk is be hard to digest kind of naturally itself. It's not as great of a quality of a protein versus protein powder. Which is way that's gonna be fast digesting, easy digesting versus skim milk, which is harder to digest, longer to digest, and whey has what we call more leucine, and leucine is the type of amino acid, basically type of protein that's going to be the most important for stimulating muscle growth. And whey has this uh, way higher concentration of not I'm not intended over there, but it has a lot more higher of a concentration of this specific amino acid versus that low sugar protein milk. So your protein sources do matter. And I'm going to cover that a little bit more in the next one too as well. And that's kind of talking about protein powder differences like whey, casein, and vegan. So whey is fast digesting. Casein is slow digestion. And vegan is typically higher carbs and not as great due to lack of leucine and is longer digesting too as well. And usually it tastes like shit. Right, but I generally haven't found one that tastes really good yet. Um, but I've heard it's a little brown. It tastes a little better. I've tried though. But every single time I've tried a vegan one so far, life tastes like shit. Especially compared to whey, it's going to be a lot harder to get used to. Now, there is pros and cons to kind of all these ones. Now, the whey, definitely recommend it more throughout the day. Like if you're, you know, before the workouts or after the workouts over there. Casein. You could use before bed, just if you really wanted to on that aspect, right? You don't have to, but I personally stick with the whey, even though I have the casein and I have the whey and I have the vegan, I have a little long, but whey is typically my go-to best quality one over there. And then the vegan one is generally with what I recommend for people who are vegetarian, vegan, or just, you know, I have a very hard time digesting the whey, but even then, there's a lot of protein powers with added like enzymes, like give us enzyme to help break them down or hydrolyze whey, which is very free broken down whey protein. So it makes it even easier to adjust to the protein. So generally we just work around the weight because vegan ones lack the leucine. The leucine is the amino acid that's very popular or the one that's going to really make muscle growth and it's the most important one. If you don't have leucine and amino acid, itself or like your protein, you're not going to stimulate that muscle growth. 
and vegan proteins don't really have much of that, where it's a very, very small concentration, which is why when people talk about protein quality, vegan wild ranks very, very low. Even vegan diets usually rank really low too as well because a lot of the foods don't have leucine, right? So on top of that, coupled with a lot of vegan foods, plant-based foods are harder to get protein in, right? And if they get enough protein into a diet, it's usually at a cost of going over the calories because, like you say, a lot of beans. Beans have a lot of carbs too as well, right? And if you have, let's say, a thousand, I don't know, calories of beans, and then you get a hundred grams of protein, right? The other amount of carbs might be like what, like two hundred or something like that, or one fifty grams of the carbs, which is a lot, right? To get that amount of protein, so especially if you're on a diet that's trying to lose weight, you kind of see how it might be hard. All right, last but not least, any tips to get more focused on the workouts. Now, I personally never used to actually use earphones for, I would say, the first four years of listening. I just remember one day myself that, like, I was I, don't know, I was a different animal then. I feel like I just didn't like music, apparently. Like, I just didn't like music at all. And I, couldn't, I didn't find my taste in music until I was pretty late over there. So, with that being said, I am... Um, I remember the one day that I started kind of listening to music though, it was because it was so hot in the gym, like I couldn't focus on anything else. So I literally popped in like earphones and brought them the next time and I could get really focused. But before that, I was just, uh, I don't know, I could get really focused, but I was making a lot of our friends in the gym without the earphones and that kind of aspect. But I just really, also never really found my taste in music. So I was going to be in a relationship zone. All right, besides that point over there, number one is always try for Wi-Fi. That's the first thing when I get into the workouts. Like if I do a warm-up cardio itself, I have my Wi-Fi on, do whatever the fuck I want. Once I actually get into the workout, like start my workouts, start tracking, I turn off my Wi-Fi, put on the do not, do not disturb over there, and then I put the workout playlist on, right? So I pretty much have the same workout playlist, or at least the same style music, so it's like hard style for me personally. And now what this does, I'm doing a lot of research on this too as well, it's like a mental association, right? So just like how we kind of associate, you know, more like nighttime, to go out to sleep or like you know if we think of a pillow or think more like sleep and that kind of thing right we kind of associate those different things over there with that so we're just kind of training your brain we have that work and play us with same one or maybe same type music that associates that's like okay i'm getting the zone over there now i would say only use the fitness app too as well like do not on social media when you're working out or when messages go on the internet we're really really easy to go on there you probably have to force yourself to kind of stop. I did that multiple times, and I've obviously been guilty too as well. I've gone to meet up from workouts. Sometimes I always have to catch myself on the act or there, right? It's not very frequent, but if I ever do, I have to catch myself almost on the act, just swipe right on it and get out of that. Now, with that being said, also thinking about your next set, during your rest times can help out. Like, you know, like say, about your next set in terms of like how you're able to push on a rough you can do and then during the set to his wall you want to think about rep number you're aiming for this took like one rep higher than your best so let's just say last time you went to the workout you did one and let's say 35 pounds on the bench press for like 10 reps and your rep range like 10 to 12. in my head i'm going to try to really think about 11 reps right 11 reps over there as i'm doing my set let's hard to really kind of focus on the 11. Because where your energy goes, your focus goes. What was I saying? Where your focus goes, your energy flows. There you go. Now, 
Also, another thing too is well, when you get close to that failure range, let's say you're having a hard time completing that rep, this is actually showing studies and everything like that to actually help out. Is picture yourself completing the rep. I actually do this all the time. Like let's say I'm like pushing on the bench press and really can't go up. I just picture myself in my head visualizing I'll leave myself completing a rep. Might sound silly over there, but it actually really does help. And I remember listening to a podcast itself on this one and they kind of explained the reasoning too as well. Then I started trying it out. I'm like, oh shit, this actually kind of helped out. Now, some other things that actually helped her achieve as well. And I found this lot of podcasts in the past and I started implementing myself and seeing how they worked. It's like telling yourself during your set itself. Because sometimes you could just daze off, like itself. It's like taking what random things your day and what we're going to do later, or maybe your grocery you have to get. It's just thinking about, you know, well, one, not reps you aim for, but also maybe using some other words too as well. It's like some strong words, like I'm strong. It's like lightweight, right? Or it's like one more, like one more rep, right? Those are all kind of words I use too as well. On top of that, I'm thinking about the mind muscle connection, really thinking about the muscle I'm trying to work. Now, generally, I'm using these kind of words when I really feel that weight, like I'll feel really heavy or I'm kind of pushing close to a failure. Other than that, I'm just pretty much focusing on the muscle I'm trying to work and focusing on the mind muscle connection. I personally have a handful of cues and from different exercises, I, I use different cues more. When performing the exercise, like for example, any chest press motions, I think about driving my biceps into my chest and I'm thinking about my chest the whole time. So I'm like really trying to stimulate my chest the best I can. And a lot of studies have shown my muscle connection really, really works. And I think the most popular one was a group of people where one of them just got to, got them to do a bicep curl. And the other group was told to flex their bicep the whole time during the bicep curl. And the group that was told to flex the bicep curl during the bicep curl saw significantly more muscle group in the biceps than the group just doing the bicep curl that wasn't cued. Right. So there's a lot of studies like that so for the bicep, but that was the most memorable one I do remember. And that's what I found really fascinating with the mind muscle connection. And when my muscles actually really started to grow, I'd say the most, when I really started to learn that mind muscle connection, and especially body parts, I'm having a hard time growing. So if you have a hard time growing a specific body part, chances are you don't really have a good mind muscle connection. And breaking down what a mind muscle connection really kind of is, simplest term, is the muscle that you try to grow or focus on a specific exercise. Can you really feel it, right? So in the, you know, the bar bench press or the dumbbell bench press, it's going to be your chest. You might actually have more of your shoulders, right? So you might have a core mind muscle connection, right? It's a bicep curl. You want to be filled with biceps also, just focusing your biceps, right? If it's, you know, a back exercise over there, you don't want to be filling your biceps a lot, right? You don't want to get a bicep pump. You want to just focus on your back or feel your back. And this is also one that most people have a hard time with because the back muscle is not a mirror muscle or in the mirror muscle is when you can see right in the mirror, right? So back is behind you over there, which is why I have a lot, a lot of hard time feeling that one. And I personally had a really hard time feeling that one. And probably just the last two, I'd say half in years is when I really started to develop my muscle connection. And that's why my biceps rose or my arms were a lot bigger and my back is now kind of playing catch up because I never was really able to feel that back, especially to the degree I feel it now. Now what's really built up in my muscle connection though is when I truly you're able to grow those muscle on more. Even for my shoulders, like the lateral raises, my lateral delts, my lateral, my delt, my shoulders, would never really get any grow, especially that cap look over there. But I would say I lost one and a half years is when I really, truly started to feel it the most, right? And that's when they really started to blow up. So once you really start to feel it or have that connection with it, 
you'll know and just really make sure that you use the same cues, feed them over and over again. And you really have to focus on them when you're doing the exercise. I'll tell you that. All right. So that was it. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in their 20s trying to lose weight and get abs for the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves through fitness. So if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at KevinWu underscore. That is K-E-B-I-N-W-U-W-U underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.